Welcome back to the Hollywood Girl and Rap Show. This is Elizabeth Milan. This is Mike McDaniels. Well, um, my official name now would be Elizabeth Milan McDaniels because as we've been uh, telling you guys in past uh, episodes, we finally got married in June. It's almost going to be uh, two months uh, since our wedding. So yeah, here we are. We are here in... Pretty much alive and kicking. Yeah, pretty much. And of course, a lot has changed since we last spoke. Um, you know, we were mentioning the issue that was going on with this whole vaccination. A uh, big update is that now uh, uh, California became the first state to require um school employees to be fully vaccinated or to show proof of, uh, you know, COVID status, uh, you know, so that they can keep their employment in school. So yeah, a lot of things have changed. So what do you think, Mike? Uh, what I think, it's just odd to require everyone to have it, but, you know, it's better to be safe than sorry. Yeah, I mean, as for me, I got fully vaccinated last June. So, uh, yeah, I have my vaccination card and I will show it if I'm required to. So, yeah, I'm trying to be safe and also complying with the law because, you know, now it's law for people to, who want to travel or uh, do anything else to get their COVID vaccination. And I, I would say that the most uh, troublesome and uh, the cause for all the people to worry now is that the cases are rising, especially in areas where people don't want to get vaccinated. And, you know, with this whole Delta uh, variant, you know, it's becoming troublesome, not only for America, but in other parts of the world as well. So that's the only issue we have right now. So, yeah, I hope that we are able to recover from this and we can finally see the day in which we're all uh, out of this uh, misery in which this horrible disease has put us through. Yeah, I only got my first vaccination and I'm getting my second one, I think on Friday. <clears throat> oh, yeah, this Friday. Yeah, because you couldn't get it. Um, yeah, you know, because you have to work Monday. Well, the good news is at least I have a new job and it's really good. Yeah, that's another update. We mentioned this uh, in our channel a couple of weeks ago. Mike has a new, uh, a new job. Uh, luckily, he's going to be closer to home now. Um, because as you know, we were living uh, in, in Anaheim, borderline Garden Grove, but now we're uh, living in Garden Grove, uh, effective uh, April 1st. And yeah, so things are, are going great. Right now, his commute is not as bad because, you know, we don't have a car, so he takes the bus to go to work. And so, yeah, I things are going well in that aspect yep i do love this new job it's closer to home it's easier to get to and it's not as stressful yeah that's awesome uh another thing we wanted to mention is as you know we're having a recall elections next september you know so next month and you know just uh for those of you who agree with us you know when we say that 
We need to recall uh, Governor Gavin Newsom. Please go out there and vote. I mean, even if you want to keep him in, go ahead and vote, you know, because we all have a right to, we're all entitled to our opinions. And, you know, and we, the vast majority of California has already decided that he is not fit to be our governor. So yeah, please go out there and vote. And yeah, let's, let's get this um, governor recall because a lot of people have suffered. Uh, it's not only because uh, his poor management with the COVID situation, but also because a lot of people have lost their jobs. A lot of companies have closed down. So basically he's given our state uh, He's given our state a lot of problems. And on top of that, he's been filling his uh, pockets with money, as you all know. And mm -hmm. while he and uh, top officials who have been saying, oh, stay home and stay safe. It, you know, we noticed that he hasn't been practicing what he preaches, you know, and that all it, with, with that situation with the dinner and the fact that he has businesses and he's becoming rich off, off of this whole pandemic situation so yeah let's get him out uh you know regardless of who you want to as the uh you know for those of you who want to recall regardless of who you want as the uh republican candidate then yet uh just you know go out there and vote and yeah let's make our let's make our state a better state <clears throat> yeah we just got to be careful who we vote for because not every you know candidate is what they seem yeah i mean uh at this point you know we're in a situation uh, i mean this is my belief right we're in a situation that any candidate would do as long as we we get newsome out of office because he's been screwing with us with our state really bad you know a lot of people have died uh he lives in a luxurious mansion and he has a lot of money while a lot of people in our state live in dire poverty and they don't have food, they don't have shelter, nothing. So um, it is not convenient for us to have a governor who is just getting richer and richer and ignoring the, the problems of the people. Yeah, because of what he did, I lost my old job, which, I, well, I'm kind of glad I'm out of that old job because they weren't paying enough and I had coworkers I didn't get along with. Yeah, that's another issue, yeah. Uh, you know, there, there's it's a good thing that you're not gonna be at that job anymore. But the bad thing is that you went through, uh, and, and I remember this because you told me that you went through a lot of stress because of your uh, unemployment situation, and yeah, this this caused a lot of harm to you and uh, tons of other people who lost their jobs. So mm -hmm. yeah, like I said, this is one of the reasons why something needs to be done. And we need to get a governor who actually listens to our problems and is actually there to uh, to make a change, basically. So we're really desperate. As we all know, uh, Governor Cuomo from New York already resigned because of the things he did. He finally stepped down. But Newsom is, uh, is also a bad governor, but he refuses to step down. In fact, he has been accusing a lot of people you know, those who are in favor of the recall are saying that it's, uh, that it's against freedom, which is not. I don't know where he got that from. And he's accusing us of uh, approving the recall of being Trump supporters, which we are or not. not. Exactly. None of us, uh, you know, you and I, Mike, none of us are Trump supporters. And we want them out because we had enough of them. Uh, 
is creating, uh, you know, the poverty, uh, a lot of issues, unfortunately. Yeah, the reason I want him gone is look what he's done to us besides the pocketing the money, the dinners, and costing people their jobs. <clears throat> he's not looking out for the people that really need help, you know, mainly the homeless and those who, you know, are like the frontline workers. Yeah, exactly. And uh, what's really sad is that not only has he been ignoring the homeless problem, he has contributed to the creation of the homeless problem because a lot of people, I mean, now they're saying that they're going to help people like this budget. And I mean, I think it's all a bunch of lies with this whole budget thing, but he's trying to keep himself in basically. So uh, he has been creating this situation in which people are losing their homes and you know, homeowners are losing their homes and people who are renting are getting evicted basically because they were unable to pay their rent because they're losing their job. And this is all happening while he's getting richer and richer. And it's completely unfair. You know, people lose their homes and what happens, you know, shelters get full and what do they do? They don't have a place. To, so, so they become homeless. You know, a lot of people are always judging homeless people. Oh, they became homeless because they're using drugs and this and that. But in the situation with many Californians, they're becoming homeless, not because of drug addiction or any problems that they got themselves into, but it's because of the of government newsom. And we had enough of that. We want them out. We want to change. We need a change. And basically that's what we need to do. So don't forget to vote. I think the, the earliest you can vote, uh, I think you can do it now, like if you send your mail-in ballot, but if you want to do it in person, I think the first day you can do it will be on September 10th. And yeah. I think you have up, up until the 16th or the 17th. I'm not quite sure. You should have received something in your mail already. So yeah, uh, yeah keep an eye close on that. And yeah, do go out there and vote. You know, whatever you want to vote for, just not only think about yourself, but think about the millions of Californians who have been affected by Governor Newsom's uh, bad decisions about our state. And yeah, let's, let's go out there and make a change. Not also that. We have to vote for someone who actually looks out for the people and says, you know what, let's do something right and help them because they're going to really need all the help they can get. You know, uh, Jenner, uh, Kate, uh, Caitlin Jenner, Bruce Jenner, however you want to call this person, uh, a lot of people are not, uh, they don't want this person in charge, actually. he's uh, This person is, I think, like the lowest when it comes to voting. Like not, not many people want him as a Republican candidate to go uh, face Newsom. So I don't think Jenner's uh, chances of winning are, you know, of becoming the, the candidate. are. I, I think, yeah, people are rejecting Jenner. <laughs> yeah, it's like we don't want someone who's related to reality stars, which they're, they're not celebrities, to be honest. They are, what's the term, uh, socialites. Yeah, we already saw the fiasco that uh, Schwarzenegger caused as governor and all the bad decisions that Trump made as president. So, yeah, we don't want celebrities in politics. I think you need to stick to what you're good at. Uh, if you're a politician, keep doing politics, whatever. And if you're a celebrity, just, just stay where you, you know, just because... You're, you're at the end of the day, you're going to make really bad decisions or you're going to allow yourself to be advised by the wrong people and you're going to 
uh, screw everything up? I have to agree 100%, no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, so that's that. And, you know, we also wanted to tell you that, uh, you know, we're very happy since we've been married. And the wedding, we haven't shared the wedding video with you. Uh, we said that we were going to polish that on our channel. Uh, the video is not ready. Uh, we need to, you know, because um, we have like the USB version of the video. So we're trying to figure out a way to put it on YouTube. Uh, you know, I, I've been trying to figure that out. But we'll definitely share that with you. You know, we had a nice wedding. As you know, we live in Orange County. So we had our wedding and reception in Anaheim. Uh, you know, we had it. Uh, the, the ceremony was at the uh, Calvary Chapel in East Anaheim, which is if you're familiar with that chapel, you, you may remember that it's pretty big. You know, it's, it's a nice location. It's kind of far if you live in Anaheim, like uh, around Orange and uh, Garden Grove, those areas. It may be a little far for you, but it's it's really worth it. If you want to go there, you know, to, you know, for um, for a nice Christian service or, you know, uh, to visit your friends who go there, if, you know, anything, uh, you know, it's a great sh church. We really recommend it. Um, the ceremony was officiated by the pastor who had been advising us prior to getting married, which is uh, Pastor Young, uh, he, you know, Ryan Young. He was really good. And then the reception was held at uh, in this banquet hall on Harvard Boulevard. You know the M3 Live. Uh, it it's it's a great place. It has two. There's two uh, banquet halls, and then there's like a, uh, the auditorium when they have concerts and all that. So yeah, it's an awesome place. So if you wanna, uh, you know, book it for whatever you know for birthday parties, uh, weddings, you know, whatever event you have going on, then yeah, it will be a great place to host it at. And. Yeah, we had a great reception, and uh, after that, we, uh, you know, this was back in June 12th uh, on a Saturday. Uh, you know, our families, our friends, uh, you know, everyone who was there, we would like to thank them. And uh, after that, we had a nice honeymoon, uh, two weeks actually. Uh, we spent the week in Vegas, which was great, uh, and then our second week in Catalina Island, so uh so yeah mike what do you think about uh the wedding the honeymoon do you have any comments on that uh the wedding was really nice like it was like really nice like how the backdrop for our um officiation of the wedding where they had a i think a mural on the wall it looked really nice oh yeah the backdrop so basically you know it's like a background because you know uh a lot of churches have uh, like the kind of like a, you know, like a, how do you, no, not, not monitor, but you know, where you display uh, images and uh, kind of like uh, the screen projector. for the projector. Yeah, exactly, for the projector. And so the backdrop was really nice. So, you know, West trees with like the rising sun and it, it went really great with the theme for our wedding. So it was really nice. And then, um, yeah, like our honeymoon, you know, Vegas is great, you know. And this is, uh, 
this was a really fun experience because I mean I've been to Vegas before but you know actually going there with your husband or wife yeah it could be a really great experience so I, I recommend it to all of you listening so um, what do you think Mike about uh, Vegas? Vegas is nice but the weather was a nightmare it was like too hot but I had a great time I know you did babe we We both had a great time, and the hotel we had was really nice. Yeah, it was great. Uh, yeah, the hotel, uh, we were at the Luxor. It was an, an awesome hotel because, uh, you know, the uh, it, it's a great, great service, basically. Um, we had a really great room because uh, there, there was a nice view, uh, you know, for those For those of you out there who are Raider fans, you know, you guys are going to love this uh, hotel because it's close to the um, the Raider. I think it has a different name, but, you know, we just call it the Raider Stadium. Uh, great view, uh, really close. You can actually walk there. We, I just don't recommend it to, I just don't recommend you to do it when it's really hot because I almost passed out. Honestly, it was a really bad trip at two and fourth. Uh, so. That's the only thing. But other than that, yeah, um, the weather, yeah, it can be really hot in Vegas. It can, the thing about Vegas is that it's really hot during the summer and it's really cold during the winter because, as you all know, it snows in Vegas. It's like a mild snow, kind of. I mean, it's not as snowy as other places, but yeah. Uh, if, you, if you're there during the winter, yeah, expect to see some snow. Which I always wanted to see. <laughs> Yeah, I remember you You said that a couple of times that you actually like snow, but it can get pretty cold when there's snow. So if you're, if you're into cold temperatures, and yeah, go there during the winter. If you don't really mind the heat, then uh, summer is actually a good time to go. <laughs> but yeah, um, another thing I like about Vegas is like, uh, you know, the Luxor is very close to other hotels, to the Excalibur. Uh, MGM Grand. Uh, Mandalay Bay. Oh, yeah, Mandalay Bay. Also, uh, it's a little further away, but you can also go to uh, Caesar's Palace. Uh, a lot of great things. We actually explored because what we did is we went to this um, Latin supermarket that was recommended for us on TV. Uh, for those of you living in Vegas, you may be familiar with uh, Northern Las Vegas in uh, Rainbow. Boulevard. Uh, it's called uh, La Bonita Supermarkets. So that's where we went. You know, we did some shopping because we were going to be there for one week. So we wanted to make sure we had snacks and um, other things we could eat. So yeah, it's, it's a great supermarket. Yeah, I actually liked it. It's kind of like El Super, but completely like different in a way. But, you know, buying stuff there was awesome. Yeah, especially if you want to buy, if you want to save money, because one thing about Las Vegas that you need to know is that it's really expensive. So uh, if you want to save money, uh, you know, just, just to uh, give you a glimpse of how expensive Vegas is, uh, if you're familiar with those medium-sized uh, uh, medium bottles of Fiji water, uh, what you can buy at a store for like a dollar or two dollars or even $2.50, you know, those bottles, uh, in 
at the Vegas hotels, you can buy them for $8. So, you know, just to give you a glimpse of how expensive it is. Oh, yeah. Everything's expensive in Vegas. Like, I think, man, I, I forgot what restaurant it was. It was pricey as hell. Uh, are you talking about the, uh, the buffet at Caesar's Palace? Oh, yeah. That was pricey as hell. Yeah, that's why we didn't go for the buffet at Caesar's Palace because, I mean, the food there is great. I mean, I see the pictures in the menu and everything. And uh, other places that we noticed are expensive, uh, it was like the Diablo's Cantina, which is a Mexican restaurant inside the Luxor, super expensive. So we avoided that one as well. But we did have the chance to check out a couple of buffets. Uh, we went to four buffets, actually, you know. You all, uh, you're all familiar with Golden Corral. We went to that one, which is kind of far from the Vegas Strip on um, Las Vegas Boulevard. So it took us a while to get there because you know we were riding the bus. And we also uh, went to the buffet uh, at, um, it's called the, the Garden Buffet on uh, South Point Casino, which is uh, close to the Greyhound station there on um, Anaheim Boulevard, uh, great buffet, you know, it's like a ranch, um, kind of like American. Oh, actually you can also find Mexican and Italian food at that buffet. So we had some meat and nachos. So yeah, it was awesome. And we also went to the Circus Circus. Uh, they have great breakfast options. There are Circus Circus and with desserts and everything and also, the, the other buffet that we um, had the chance of enjoying was the one on MGM Grand. Because, you know, with this whole COVID, uh, a lot of buffets are closed, unfortunately. So those are some of the few that we had the chance to try. And yeah, so like I said, the only one who, I mean, the only one that we decided not to go for was the one on Caesars Palace because of the price. But yeah, everything was great. Everything was nice. Uh, we tried to go to the, what's it called? The Venetian. Oh, yeah. That's another experience we went through, the, the Venetian. Yeah, it was uh, it was weird. Yeah, because I remember that we the gondolas, we there's outside and inside. We wanted to go inside because it was really hot outside. Uh, but the prices are ridiculous. I think it's like $29 per person for a ride, which is, to me, it seemed kind of pricey. I mean, to you guys, it may not sound, you know, but to us, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's too much, to be honest. Um, and then also, the heat, it gets too much. That's why um, it's better to go, like, when it's not too, too hot. Yeah, in our case, because, you know, we don't like... Uh, we like the heat, but to a certain degree, you know, we don't like to overdo it. Yeah, because when you're in California, you're used to this type of heat. Because the good thing about California is that we have the sea, right? We have this nice breeze that even if it's hot, it doesn't feel like you're in an oven. But in Las Vegas, as we all know, it's a desert there. So it's like being in an oven uh, for, for way too long, basically. <laughs> Yeah, for me, I prefer 
like a nice breeze that isn't too hot or too cold or just right. And yeah. I'll say other things in Vegas I enjoyed. Um, they had some really cool novelty shops. Oh, yeah. Uh, especially on uh, Las Vegas Boulevard, you know where the strip is. You're going to find a lot of uh, exactly like Mike said, novelty shops where you can find uh, souvenirs for yourself and for your loved ones, you know, because we were able to get souvenirs for, uh, for ourselves and our loved ones as well. And yeah, it's great. Uh, great prices. You know, you're going to find shirts. Uh, some of the shirts there are two for $20. So if you're interested in those shirts that say Las Vegas on them, then yeah, go for those. And um, since you were mentioning that, you know, that day we went for the gondolas, I remember this, something funny that happened to us. Uh, 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 you guys, if you live in Las Vegas or if you travel there, you may be familiar with a bus on that it's like a two-story bus, so kind of like the buses that you see in London, England, uh, the two-story buses. Uh, that one in particular is called the Deuce. Uh, we, we struggled with it uh, on that particular day uh, after we, it, it was that same day we went to check out the, um, the buffet at Circus Circus because we wanted to have breakfast there, so we came back. We wanted to go for the gondola ride on... Um, at, at the Venetian Casino. And like I said, we couldn't go. And then coming back when we wanted to get back to our room at the Luxor, uh, we were waiting for the bus. Uh, according to the, the app, we, you know, we used the transit app. And okay. uh, it said that it was coming in like a couple of minutes, like five or six minutes. And it kept changing, right? It, it was the five or six minutes had passed. And then it said, oh, no, you're, now you're going to wait 10 minutes or 15. And it kept going and going. So basically, we had waited at the bus stop for over 30 minutes. And then a bus finally arrived. So we were expecting the driver to, you know, make uh, to open the door, you know, just let us in like every bus would do. But in this case, this lady, she said, oh, no, you're just going to have to wait for another bus. So that really uh, pissed us off. <laughs> Mike was really upset. And... We also noticed there were locals there who were uh, waiting for the bus because they needed to get to their jobs. So that made everybody really upset. Uh, you, you may remember that, right, Mike? Oh, I do. Especially that driver had no remorse. That's why whoever called the company about that, good. I hope that bus driver got fired for that because that was ridiculous. Yeah, it was, the, the heat was, you know, as we mentioned, the heat was terrible. And on top of that, uh, her having us wait that long, it was, it was weird. Yeah, and it was ridiculous, just like you said, Mike. <laughs> yeah, that's why I never want to go during the summer again, because that was a nightmare. Yeah, we're actually planning on going back in October, you know, to celebrate my sister's birthday, but we're not quite sure yet. Um we actually went, we've been to two Vegas trips together so far, uh, you know, the first time because of our honeymoon. And most recently, we were there from July 30th up until July 1st. You know, we were there for only two days because... You mean August 1st? Yeah, August, uh, August 1st, sorry. Uh, yes, because we were there um, because, yeah, like I mentioned on the... I think it was on the first episode of our podcast. I had mentioned that we, uh, my movie, 
that I did back in 2019, the show can't go on. So basically we were uh, nominated at the Action uh, Films Awards in Las Vegas. And we had the, we had the privilege of going there uh, to join uh, Sherry Kerr, you know, my teacher and the director of the movie, along with other cast members. Unfortunately, many of the cast members were not able to go. Uh, only uh, Matt Morrison and Rich Flynn, who were part of the movie, were able to be there. And it was great. Uh, it was awesome to see them again because I hadn't seen them since this whole um, pandemic uh, started. So it was great to see them. And I was there with Mike and it was great because uh, the movie won two awards, which is Best Comedy and Best uh, Cast. So yeah, it was a great experience. You know, this was my first uh, red carpet. Uh, I had always seen red carpets on TV and, uh, and but actually being at a red carpet, it's a whole different experience. This was held at the Galaxy Theaters on, um, Maryland Parkway in Las Vegas. Uh, you guys may be familiar with that theater. And it was awesome. You know, it's just, uh, it was a one of a kind experience. I mean, I do hope to be at more uh, red carpets in the future. This is something that I do actually look forward to. And yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens later. But, you know, I'm very happy for, uh, for Cherie, you know, my teacher, um, my friend, you know, uh, We've done, you know, it was great. Uh, also, I'm also happy for my fellow cast members because we all work very hard to make this happen. So, yeah, um, you know, if you're starting your career as an actor and you've, and you've been to a red carpet, then you probably know how I feel right now. And yeah, it was, it was just great. So that's the thing. Um, overall, <laughs> This Vegas trip was a little trippy because uh, we had a lot of things going on, uh, right, babe? Yep. Yeah, starting with the, the trip, you know, as you know, we don't have a car. We could have gotten a rental, but, you know, it would have been so much more money that we didn't want to spend. But, yeah, next time we're going to consider a rental instead because of what happened with the I mean, basically, we're complaining about the uh, Greyhound, you know, the bus company, because a lot of, and it just made our trip miserable, because on our way there, uh, the bus was late, it was supposed to leave at eight, we were there at six, because uh, for some reason, Greyhound always recommends you to be uh, two hours uh, before the trip, because, you know, they want to check your bags and give you your tax and all that, so they can put your luggage in the undercarriage, we understand that. But uh, we mm -hmm. were there at six. And so the bus was super late. I think she, uh, the bus driver was there like at nine or 9.30. So basically we left late. And on top of that, uh, what happened with the bus is that it kept um, stopping and, uh, and the, the bus driver had to restart the bus. So basically there were, uh, there were problems with that with that particular bus, right? Uh, something with the engine, I'm not quite sure what was going on. Uh, overheated engine. Yeah, so it turned out that it had to, an overheated engine, but that was after it finally gave up on us because uh, we, we smelled like something burning, you know, like, I'm like, oh, what could that be? And then the bus stopped, I'm like, yeah, so the engine finally gave up. 
So what happened is that uh, the bus driver said that we had to wait for another bus. And so basically we we're stranded there in the desert with all these cars passing by at risk for another car to hit the bus and have you, us being injured, you know. And it was really bad. We were stuck there for like about uh, two to two three hours. hours. Yeah, it was it was horrible because we had to wait for the bus, uh, you know, for the new bus to arrive. We did have a new bus arriving, but I think the wait was pretty long. And we, so the the trip was going to be from 8 to 2. So we were supposed to be in Vegas at 2 p.m. But because of all these delays, we got there until, you know, plus traffic. So we got there till 8 p.m. So I thought we were gonna be late for the uh, for the award ceremony, which we weren't. You know, it was still pretty good. Uh, but yeah, they they the lady said that you know the bus driver said that we could get a refund, but at that time we really didn't want to make that much of a fuss about it because we realized that it wasn't her fault. That I mean, the only thing that she could have done better was maybe she should have reported it, and we would have gotten a a new bus faster. And yeah. this whole situation could have been avoided, but that was her mistake. That's the one thing that she didn't do. Uh, but yeah, so we didn't ask for a refund. We, we put it behind us. We said, okay, whatever, you know? And then, you know, we had the award ceremony. And so we were, we were in Vegas for two days, like I said. And uh, on our way back, another thing happened because uh, there were many delays because, you, you know, Las Vegas to LA uh, on Sunday, it's lots of traffic, right? We understand. But then when we got, for some reason, uh, they do like, they change the buses. So they basically drop you off in LA and that's where you need to get another bus to either go to LA or Santa Ana. So basically the, the first bus you get into uh, to go from Las Vegas to Orange County, uh, the, it's they drop you off in LA and then you have to get another bus. And that's what we did. We did mm -hmm. that uh, after, after our honeymoon and we did the same thing here. Uh, we got there like at, at 7 p.m. We got to LA, but then the security guard there told us that the bus that would take us to Anaheim was gone, that he that they left at 6.30. So... At that time, we realized that we were uh, going to request a refund because that was like the last straw. We endured this bad situation with the whole uh, engine burning <laughs> uh, when we got there. And now this whole, oh, you know, and like, like basically, we, it was a waste of money. Well, I really needed the trip, you know, because to get to Vegas and all that. But it, it was a waste of money because they did not... Uh, they, they said that we were going to go from Vegas to Anaheim. And no, we were left stranded in Los Angeles. So imagine if I didn't have any family members, we could have been left stranded there. And oh, so yeah. I, yeah, I, I had to call my sister so that she could pick us up. So that's that's how it was. Because I saw the bus route, you know, the for public transportation to see uh, how long it would take to get back. And it was like a three-hour trip so I said no let's just call my sister and have her pick us up that's why I'm boycotting uh what do you call it a uh, greyhound for that yeah I'm definitely boycotting them too because uh after we, we actually did raise a complaint because before 
you know, when we realized that the bus had left, uh, they told us that if we wanted to wait for another Greyhound bus to take us to Anaheim, we had to wait till 11 p.m., which is something that we were definitely not going to do. So I got in line. I think we were waiting in line for like half an hour or more, right, Mike? Yeah. Yeah, so we're there at that line, and then the lady there told me that they no longer handle complaints in person, that I had to call the number on that uh, on a little paper slip that she gave me. And so I called and no one answered. And then uh, I entered my complaint online because, you know, at the online portal allows you to enter any comments or complaints. I did, but then I received an email saying that I was not entitled to a refund because I had gone with the economy uh, ride. So basically, Greyhound will not provide you with a refund if you went economy, no matter how shitty your trip was, which is completely stupid, you know, unfair, because if a service is not rendered, then they technically have to give you a refund no matter what. But exactly. in the case, yeah, in the case of Greyhound, it all went to shit. So yeah, like Mike said, we're going to be boycotting this company. And if we ever want to travel again, we're, we're going to go with a rental, you know, whatever we need to do. But we will definitely not go with this uh, bus service anymore. Yeah, that's why certain bus companies like that, if they're not going to own up for what they've done, they shouldn't be allowed to even be in business. They should be boycotted and left and forgotten. Exactly. That's exactly what these businesses deserve because... Uh, it's ridiculous, you know, people, they just want to get from point A to point B and, and they're, they always go with the easiest choice, which is uh, buses and, you know, because even it, when you do want to get a flight to Vegas, I mean, you may think that it's not as expensive if you live in Arizona or uh, California, you know, because they're nearby states, but it's actually, it can get really expensive. I look at the prices and I noticed that it was going to be over $600. And I think that was just like uh uh, the one-way trip, a uh, round trip, uh, not $1,200. So, yeah, pretty expensive. So we decided not to go for that. Yeah, that's too expensive. I say screw that. Yeah, so tra- transportation prices can be pretty ridiculous. Yeah, for me, I would say it's better to, like, I don't know, find something that's not too expensive. Yeah, I, I say the same. Just... Uh, I mean, but at the same time, uh, you don't know what to do because going with the uh, easiest choice, you know, the the one that would cost you less money, uh, it can give you a lot of headaches. Like it happens to us with Greyhound. Yeah, I say don't let Greyhound push you guys around. Yeah, I mean, I wish there were other uh, well-known uh, bus companies out there so that we can go for them in. Uh, boycott Greyhound because yeah uh, you don't want to go through the bad experience that we went through it's a waste of money a waste of time and you're going to be very dissatisfied at the end of the day so if there's a way for you to avoid them then yeah uh, go for it don't give them your money (laughs) (laughs) tell them to frig off yeah exactly Um, yeah so that was our nightmare trip I mean this is not my first nightmare trip. I, I, I believe it was during the 
first or second of our episodes when I mentioned the really bad trip from Mexico to back in California. So I'm really used to bad trips. I mean, I don't know if I already told you guys my trip to um, Oregon, but it was also pretty bad, you know, like 15 hours on the road uh, with, with a different bus company, obviously, because if it would have been with Greyhound, it probably would have been like 20 hours. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Uh, traveling to Portland, Oregon can be a pain too, because it's many hours on the road. You also have to consider the fact that it's uh, Portland is located in northern Oregon. So it's borderline Washington. So if you want to travel, um, if you're in California, you want to travel to Portland, Oregon um, by bus or, you know, just like, uh, you know, taking a flight there is easy. But if you're going to use a bus or a car, then yeah, get ready for a nightmare trip because you're going to be on the road for many, many hours. Uh, it, it is it is worth it. It's just that uh, the the weather then can be a little strange because it rains and yeah. So if you don't really like the rain, then traveling to Portland, Oregon may not be your best choice. Also, Washington, yeah, very rainy there. Oh yeah, it, it, I think someone made a joke out of it, saying it's kind of like being inside of a clam. <laughs> yeah, it was it was strange. Yeah, this all these bad trips. Uh, have you ever had any bad trips that you remember? I can't say I remember any of my bad trips. I think I remember one time I think taking a bus from like LA back to my mom's house. You know, the bus was delayed and I didn't get home till like almost 10 o'clock at night. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just that with bus delays, a lot of things can happen. Uh, so like if you're used to taking the public transit, you may have realized how bad it is because of, a lot of people get off at each bus stop or sometimes they don't even need to. Like they just push the button for no reason. Also, uh, yeah, people who are disabled and need to, you know, in their, their wheelchairs, basically, they need to. Uh, have their wheelchairs taken uh, inside or outside. It can take uh, several minutes. So yeah, that's another reason for a bus delay. So yeah, really bad. I, I don't, uh, I mean, I have to take the bus sometimes because uh, I have to go to the supermarket or for any other reason. But yeah, it can be pretty uh, painful for me. Yeah, it does get very annoying sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, Anyway, so do you have anything else to say, Mike? Anything uh, not that, that I... comes to your mind? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just sometimes my mind's all like weird. Yeah, I think um, other thing we wanted to mention is movies. Uh, the good thing about uh, COVID situations changing is that a lot of places are opening back up. And, you know, it's not, now that you can go to the movies and go to comedy shows again. Uh, we recently saw two great comedy shows, right? Yeah. Yeah, so we saw Pablo Francisco on uh, July 3rd. We went there. It was at the uh, rec room in uh, Huntington Beach. We were there 
uh, to celebrate uh, Mike's birthday because as you all know, his birthday is on July 5th. So I, I thought this would be a good birthday present for my husband. So um, I remember Mike when we went to the, the show. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, it was it was great to you know to be there because there were other good comedians there, including our good friend uh, Keith Reza, who we hope to interview here on our show pretty soon. Uh, and it was fun, you know, because uh, the thing about Pablo Francisco is that his show, his shows, I should say, are hilarious. That once he enters the stage, he's very energetic and he's ready there to make you laugh. So. If you want a really good laugh, you know, just make sure to check out Pablo Francisco. You can check out his shows on YouTube as well. Yeah, they're really good. But you have a chance to see him live, then go for it. It's it's, it's a great experience. You're gonna you're gonna laugh your ass off pretty much like we did. <laughs> oh yeah, especially how he make fun of all kinds of things. Oh uh, yeah, but that that joke that you really like about jazz. Oh yeah, the blues. I should say. <laughs> yeah, the blues yeah it was yeah he's he's really good and another show we saw recently with my sister we uh it was on the 25th so you know these are shows that we saw last month uh it was david spade on july 25th which was on a sunday at uh irvine improv uh yeah it was it was hilarious you know uh, David Spade is a great comedian. He's done many movies. So a lot of you guys may be familiar with his work. He was in Grown Ups and also um, Paul, you know, the alien movie, if I'm not mistaken. So he was yeah, also really uh, in Tommy Boy, Black Sheep. Uh, he was actually a guest on uh, the Coneheads movie. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah, really funny. So, yeah, where he's yes. work, where he's working at the immigration office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so David Spade. Yeah, my sister was laughing. Yeah, especially because you know the the comedians that opened for him were really funny as well. As well, uh, there was a, a I can't remember the names of you know because they're uh, they're famous but they're not as well known. Uh, but. They had a Japanese comedian who did not look Japanese, and then they had a black comedian, and she did not look black, which is funny. They said a lot of jokes about that, which was really funny as well. <laughs> I would yeah, say so. seeing Pablo Francisco was funny as hell because I watched two of his specials, and he makes fun of all kinds of things. Yeah. It, like he would make fun of anything and by doing it in like a very funny way, kind of like uh, he, he likes to do a lot of impersonations and noises, you know, car noises, uh, trumpet noises, you know, any noise you can think of, he can make and pull it off in like a very funny way. It's like, damn, like this guy would talk about anything. <laughs> well, it was funny because he mentioned uh, that he's, got, he's getting older and he has a bald spot and he kind of said, it's kind of like on a planet far away and he's like then the Decepticon showed and left a crop suit <laughs> purple. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, yeah. I remember all that. <laughs> yeah, so that was, yeah, sorry. Uh, we forgot to mention this, but this episode of, uh, 
that we're doing at the moment is through Zoom. Uh, you know, our friend who is uh, helping us with the podcast, uh, uh, Evan Cassidy, you know, he decided not to uh, do any in-person recordings at the moment because of the Delta uh, variant. With the Delta variant, you know, which is, it, it's understandable. So now we're going to do it via Zoom. So if there's any technical issues or, you know, any uh, audio issues, then we apologize in advance. Um, you know, we, we hope, it, like I said, we move effective April 1st. So we hope that we do have a better connection here and that you're able to hear us uh, correctly. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, uh, back to what we were talking about. Uh, we did, um, we went to two great comedy shows in um, July. And um, another thing that we forgot to mention about the Vegas trip is like the other funny things that happened to us during the trip. Uh, so like I said, we went to the, the uh, award ceremony on Friday, the July 30th, and we went to awards, that was great. But then the following day, uh, Saturday the 31st, well, you know, we just wanted to have a relaxed morning, have some breakfast because on a Saturday, there was going to be this other event, uh, the movie screening, where uh, they, we finally had the chance to see the movie. Uh, but, but we encountered um, these two funny uh, gentlemen at the Vegas Strip close to the MGM. You know, they approached us because if you're familiar with Vegas, you know, if you've been there a couple of times, you may be familiar with people that try to sell you or not sell you there on the spot, but they want to take you to these timeshare events. Uh, you remember that, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Those timeshare guys, don't, don't fall for it. That's all I got to say. <laughs> or if you're going to do it, make sure you do it the smart way. Because um, so well, the thing about these timeshare guys is that they said that they re uh, represented the Sapphire Hotel. So Basically, this hotel chain at Sapphire, what they want to do is they, they want to sell you a timeshare so that you can um, stay more at their hotels and, you know, so that they can make money because they want to make money like the big guys, you know, like the uh, Caesars and all those hotels. Uh, I mean, we understand, but it's just that they have a funny way of doing it. Uh, so we were approached by this gentleman. He said his name was Buddy, I believe that was his name. He said that he, he gave us all these tall tales. I mean, we don't know if they're true for sure, but he told us that he officiated the wedding of Mike Tyson. Uh, we don't know that for sure, but that's what he said. And then he's like, oh, you know what? You just have to sign up. We're going to give you the gifts. You're going to go to um, to hear this uh, speech or you know presentation about Sapphire timeshare and all that. Uh, you can choose a package like, and they said, oh, you're going to go to a steakhouse dinner for like uh, worth like 100 or $200. And then you're going to go to Madame Toussaint's wax museum. So they, they gave us all the benefits that we were going to get at the, after the timeshare presentation, whether we, we signed up for the timeshare or not. And we said, yeah, great, you know. And on top of that, they said that they were going to take us to this, um, I think it was uncle right where, where they were going to yeah. hold the presentation at so they said that we were going to take a cab to the encore and that it was going to the the cab ride was going to be absolutely free that was lie number one because it was definitely not free we had to pay like 14 dollars i believe to go from mgm to uh encore 
And then over there, they told us that we had to go to this country club close by uh, uh -huh. to, to go to the presentation. And they said, oh, you know, all you have to do is show them like your merch, marriage certificate. But I mean, for, for those of you married couples out there, uh, you know damn well that you're not going to carry your marriage certificate wherever you go, right? That's, that's a private document. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so they said, you know, they just have to have a way to prove that you guys are married. And, you know, uh, like I said at the beginning of the show, my official name is not going to be Elizabeth Milan McDaniels because, you know, now I'm married, but uh, I haven't changed my um, my life, my, my marriage, but eh, no, my driver's license id whatever it still says milan so i have to do that change i haven't done it but i will get to it and they said well oh you know this buddy gentleman he said all you have to do is just show them that you really you guys really are married you know so that you can um enjoy the presentation and get a chance to go for their time share and i'm like oh, okay yeah so we were there and for some reason uh we had no way of pulling up something showing that we're actually married so he told us oh no you guys are not eligible to see the presentation based on that you know so we left and not only did we not see the presentation so we goodbye steakhouse dinner and Madame Toussaint's and all those things they promised yeah out the window <laughs> I think the only thing we have is that the, the gentleman we spoke uh, prior to speaking to Buddy gave us like this uh, hamburger coupons which we still have and we're planning on using the next time we go to Vegas but that's it that's the only thing we got out of the whole situation so what we did is we took a lift back to the MGM so that we could have some breakfast uh, before heading to the movie screening yeah yeah and that's why don't fall for those just tell them oh you're not interested because you know think about it you don't want to be screwed over like we did <laughs> yeah exactly because it was a waste of money and a waste of time well I a waste of money because you know we really thought that the uh the cab drive was gonna be free and it wasn't and then we were just there for nothing you know just so that they could tell us that we had no way of proving that we were married and we basically got kicked off out of that place <laughs> yeah so these timeshare people uh yeah they can be a complete scam and we had a similar situation we were on our honeymoon because um, there's this other people who I believe they're also timeshare, but they call themselves something else so that they can get more clients. Uh, they, they call themselves vacation ownership by, uh, by Winham. I don't know if you guys have heard of them, but yeah, they can be pretty, uh, they can be a scam too, right? Yep. Remember that situation we had? Because um, we were there on our honeymoon. I think it was uh, Monday, and we were going to have that uh, presentation on a Tuesday, which we went to. Uh, the lady who took our information down, she was really nice at the beginning, you know. Uh, well, the, the lady at the Luxor, where we, where we first heard of this vacation ownership thing, she was really nice. Like, she said, oh, uh, you know, and she told us the same thing that this buddy gentleman and this other guy told us, like, Oh, like whether you go for, whether you sign up for the service or not, you're still going to get your gifts. You know, you're going to get money for gambling and uh, a free trip and all that, which we did. You know, we got the money to gamble at Luxor. And we, we also got the free trip, which we're planning on using on our first anniversary. 
And um, yeah, so when we got there, the, the lady uh, at the Windham, which is still in Las, uh, on, on um, Las Vegas Boulevard, she was really nice in the beginning, you know, saying, oh, you guys look so nice and this and that, you know, like, like asking basic information, basically, right? And then um, this is what happened. Since we didn't want to go for it because she mentioned this, there are some words that could be red flags. So she mentioned financing. Like when we realized that it was a lot of money, we said, no, we're not going to go for that. She went from being the nicest person to a total bitch, right? So she changed suddenly. And then uh, she even sent this other guy to basically convince us. And when they realized that we were not going to, we pretty much got kicked out of there. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like, that's the way they want to get you. Like, uh, first they used the word uh, timeshare and I believe Winham saw that it did not work out for them. So they yeah. they changed the name to vacation ownership. Uh, they said that the difference between vacation ownership and timeshare is that with timeshare, you have to go on vacation at a specific day, at a specific time basically. And that with vacation ownership, you can go anytime. I mean, I'm not saying that Winham vacation ownership is not a good service. It looks like it is, but I think this is something that you can only take advantage of. If you have the time and the money, which is, which are two two things that many people do not have, unfortunately. But if you do, then maybe you should check it out. You know, um, the good thing uh, I noticed about Winham uh, vacation ownership is that you can go to any of their uh, resorts because they're not necessarily hotels that they made uh, during the presentation they did specify the difference between going to a hotel and to one of their uh, timeshare uh, you know to one of their vacation ownership locations and it's really nice because you basically you're gonna spend your time at a condo you know wherever you go because that's your membership you can go to a condo you can cook there. Uh, so basically it's like if you were staying at a condo uh, at a place where you're gonna, like, let's say that you wanna go to a certain part of the world for a business trip, let's say Europe or uh, Japan, you know, wherever you wanna go, you're gonna have access to a condo because you're already paying. I think it's like a, a monthly fee that you have to pay, which is probably very high because it says that you require uh, finance. Um, financing uh -huh. so yeah mm -hmm. so that's the thing uh so yeah like i said you do have the time and the money then yeah go for it because it is really nice it's just that it's very expensive <laughs> yeah i would say timeshares don't fall for them just <laughs> enjoy your time in vegas uh i would say stay away from the strip mainly because that's where they hang out <laughs> yeah so they tell you yeah especially the the phrase they're gonna start with is oh how long are you gonna stay right that's the the first thing they tell you uh -huh. yeah it's like oh how long you're gonna stay right so they can see if they can hook you in and take you to their their places <laughs> so yeah, that's why i'm not gonna fall for it ever yeah so anyway, uh, the movie, you know, uh, the movie I made was great. Uh, like I said, we all work hard for it. And uh, I'm going to talk about it uh, later on our future uh, shows because uh, we're almost done here. Um, but, you know, like I said, with this COVID restrictions changing, we, we have been having the chance to have fun. And we also, 
if you haven't had the time to check out good movies, then yeah, you should check a couple of those now because we recently saw the new Suicide Squad film, which was awesome mm -hmm. in my opinion. Uh, so what do you think about that? Uh, I did like the movie. It was really good. In fact, it was better than the first one, to be honest. Yeah, even the critics agree because, wow, a Rotten Tomatoes gave like a 20-something percent to the first Suicide Squad. They managed to give like a 92% to the uh, 92, 95, I forgot, but they gave a really high percentage to this new Suicide Squad film. Yeah, we need to see like, will they do a sequel to this one or are they just going to let it rest? Or spin-offs because I read a couple of jokes from some people saying that they want to see a spin-off of the weasel. <laughs> Which, uh, I'm, I mean, I don't want to give you any spoilers, but I don't know why people would want to off of the weasel because he wasn't really in that movie i mean he was only in the first couple of scenes plus i would say well harley's already got her own spinoff maybe if they do one uh, let me think of a character from suicide squad like just any character to be honest give them a spinoff because we want to know what, what goes on like how do they do their thing before they became part of the squad Uh, I would say do a spin-off of this Peacemaker because uh, I think John Cena did an awesome job. Like, it was really funny in this movie. I mean, uh, like I said, I don't want to give any uh, spoilers, but I, I don't like the fact that he killed uh, the Lieutenant Flag. That's the only thing I didn't like, especially because you said this was a sequel and not a reboot like we all thought it was going to be. So, you know, this doctor who was freed from the spirit of the enchantress i mean she's gonna be a widow now that she lost her husband <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah there's there's things i didn't like about the movie that was one of them another thing is that the uh polka dot man died and i think he should have survived because he was really funny and he got killed in like a very yeah. funny way <laughs> yeah not also that um What do you call it? We wanted to see some uh, some of the uh, people from the first one to come back, but not really. They didn't want to come back. Yeah, a lot of the people didn't do it. For example, uh, something that a lot of people noticed because, you know, it was really uh, like an elephant in the room was the fact that Will Smith was not part of it. So they decided to skip on his character for some reason. And Also, other other people who were not there, um, Diablo, obviously, because he got killed in the first one. Yeah. And, um, yeah, other, yeah. Any other characters you can think of that you would have wanted to see in the sequel? Well, besides Deadshot, uh, maybe Killer Croc. Oh, yeah, that, that guy who kind of looks like the Fantastic Four. <laughs> Oh, yeah, like the thing? Mm-hmm. They could also brought Katana back. Oh, yeah, Katana. That was another character I wanted to mention. Yeah, she was really good. But, I mean, maybe they decided not to include her because she's, she's a good girl, right? So she was, in the first one, she was basically in charge of keeping an eye on them. So Yeah. But, like, so. she could have been there to, like, make sure things didn't get out of hand. Yeah. And another scene that um, that really bothered me was, I mean, it, it involves animal cruelty, right? 
when they burn down those uh, love birds or pigeons, whatever they're, no, not pigeons, like right? those birds that they, they got, you know, their cages got uh, raised, you, you know, the gasoline. And then this guy, uh, General Suarez, who was the dictator of this uh, South American country, he, uh, he set those birds on fire, basically. And, and those were live birds. So it's like, it, 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 the scene was disturbing to me. Well, at least they didn't show it because that would have been really, really fucked up. But you can hear the animals uh, squeaking in pain as they're being burned alive. So that's, that was really disgusting, I would say. Yeah. That's why I'm, you know, I'm glad they don't show scenes like that because, you know, uh, certain animal activists, you know, groups will be pissed and very upset. Yeah, also, if you're not a fan of blood and gore, then uh, you may not want to see the movie because you, you see that a lot in this particular film. Well, we, we need more blood and gore because, uh, <laughs> you know, because enough with this, like, censorship stuff. Just show the blood and gore. That's part of life. Yeah, well, I guess you have a point there. But, you know, there's people who are overly sensitive with that kind of stuff, so... For them, then I would say, yeah, just don't avoid it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's our time for now. We've been here for uh, over an hour already. So, yeah, thank you for checking us out again. I mean, uh, I know we've been out for a while, but you know that with this whole moving and uh, uh, I don't know, we mentioned this before, but the reason why we moved out of uh, we were going to anyway because we were going to get married and we needed more room, you know, so that Mike and I could have a room. But uh, we were not planning on moving before the wedding, which we had to because we mentioned this on our YouTube channel. I don't know if we've mentioned that on our podcast before, but uh, we moved because basically the owner of the apartment buildings we used to live at, the new owner, basically, because we had a, when we, you know, before I started dating Mike, uh, my mother, sister, and her two kids, we moved into that apartment and we had a, a great landlord, but unfortunately he had to sell it. And this new owner that uh, that purchased the, uh, the units, he's actually a really bad guy. So what he did is he said that he was not going to renew any contracts from, from the uh, so that the current, um, you know, so that the current tenants at the time could keep their, their their apartments because he wanted to turn them into Section Eight, which he did, you know. And now only people with Section Eight can rent those apartments. So yeah. we have to move, and now we live in a we live here in a new apartment, uh, which is great. You know, I like this apartment better than the old one, but it was just very unfortunate that we had to do all of this. So. Uh, it was really stressful because we had to find a new place. And on top of that, we have to deal with the wedding and time, you know, we, we just couldn't, we, we just couldn't find a time to do another episode basically. But now that we're going to have more time to share things with you guys, we're, we're going to make more blogs. We promise we're going to be more involved with that. Uh, check out our YouTube channel. It's called Mike and Elizabeth. Uh, make sure you type the word channel because if you just type Mike and Elizabeth, then you're going to see a bunch of unrelated, you know, videos that are not related to us or our channel. So make sure you, that you do type Mike and Elizabeth channel so that you can find our YouTube 
channel and we're gonna share other vlogs. Uh, we recently visited a river uh, in Barstow, which we're definitely gonna share pretty soon. I think Mike will be able to upload it tonight or tomorrow, mm -hmm. you know, depending on his schedule. So yeah, that's the thing. So, but yeah, like I said, thank you so much for joining us again. Um, check out our YouTube channel. Also check us out on social media. We have Facebook, uh, Instagram. We don't have pages of us together, but you know we have our individual pages. So yeah, check us out. And yeah, um, anything you would like to add, Mike? Uh, that's pretty much it for now. But there's gonna be more stuff we'll be doing, but we'll let you guys know soon. Yeah, and like I said, do go out there and vote. Let's make California change. Uh, check out our channel. And yeah, we're going to be talking to you guys uh, pretty soon. So we're, uh, we're going to record our next episode in the next two weeks. But yeah, uh, we will be talking to you guys pretty soon. And thank you so much for listening. Uh, have a good night. Thank you, guys. And we'll see you very soon. Yes, bye. Bye.